Hi, welcome to the Living Hope Young Adult Podcast Chosen. I'm your host, Abby Llewellyn. In this podcast, we break down what it means to be chosen by God, called to ministry, and to serve in our local church. These are stories of our leaders and pastors and how they were specifically chosen to ministry. This is Chosen. Today, I have Savannah Pratt on the podcast. Savannah is the director of the Center for Pregnancy, and she also works at the Center for Hope as a counselor. Um, Savannah and I have been friends for a few years now, and she helped me get involved, especially in the college ministry, and introduced me to so many people that I now know, and so I cherish her friendship very dearly. Um, and she also just got married to Elliot Pratt who also works at the church. Um, so Savannah, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and Elliot and what exactly you do at Living Hope? Yeah, so Elliot and I actually met through Living Hope. Um, we were both involved in the young adult ministry and um, it took a little while for us to get to know each other, but once we did, um, we dated for about a year and just got married in April and it's so fun and such a blessing. So. For all you people listening that are looking for the love of your life at church, I mean, it worked out for me, so just keep waiting. Yes. It might happen. Um, and then what I do at Living Hope, Living Hope started the Centers for Hope, the Center for Pregnancy, and the Center for Biblical Counseling. And um, we're now our own separate nonprofit, but I'm the director at the Center for Pregnancy, so I just make sure that everything goes smoothly from day to day there, and um, pretty much every decision that happens over there, I make it. So it's a lot of responsibility. Yes. Um, and I get to counsel some people still as well at the Biblical Counseling Center. So that's a blessing. Yes. For sure. And you stay very busy. <laughs> I do. I yeah. do stay busy, but it's fun. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask some get to know you questions. So, what's your favorite hobby? Um, I like to play piano so whenever i have free time um i don't have piano in my house right now so i have to go to my parents mm -hmm. house to play but i like to do that and then um i like to read too and i don't get to do that as much now because like we said i stay pretty busy but if i like go on vacation or anything i take a ton of books with me and i pretty much read the whole time <laughs> are you you said you're not reading anything right now no not right now do you have a favorite book Ooh. i don't think i can pick like i have trouble when people ask about a favorite thing because i just like so many things it's hard mm -hmm. for me to pick a favorite yeah. okay <laughs> have you ever had a nickname oh yeah i've had lots of nicknames yeah yeah, so um, Sav, Sav, Savvy, mm -hmm. Vanna. My friends started calling me the Savage at one point because I would just tell people how it is, and it's kind of a play off my name. So, <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's great. <laughs> um, what's the worst gift you've ever received? Mm. I feel really bad saying this but sometimes people that are like older and from another generation give you gifts that are really precious to them or they think are really pretty yeah. but like in the younger generation's mind it's like not as pretty anymore it doesn't have as much value so um 
I can think of a couple things like that that I've gotten for like a birthday or Christmas or something. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Steak, for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Don't have to think about it. (laughs) If you could listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's hard, too. I would have a hard time picking one. Um, What I probably listen to the most right now is just different hymns or albums that have hymns on it. Actually, um, Ben Rose introduced Elliot to um, like a Reformed worship playlist, and I listen to that on repeat all the time right now. Yeah. What is or was your dream job? When I was younger, um, I said I wanted to be a vet. So I always thought that would be a really cool and really fun job. Um, I don't know if it was like the schooling, all the schooling that talked me out of that, but that's what I always wanted to be. Obviously, I'm not doing that, but (laughs) I think it'd be fun. How many pairs of shoes do you think you own? Oh, goodness. Way too many, but probably not as many as other girls. Um, Probably like between 20 and 30. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? That's a good question. I have a lot of things I would want to tell my younger self. Um, one thing that I've struggled with a lot throughout life is like trying to seek the approval of other people and especially um since I've been in ministry, like that's been a big hurdle for me. And so Galatians 1.10 is a Bible verse that has helped me a lot. It talks about, am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So I would just tell myself, stop worrying so much about what other people think of you. And if you're pleasing God in what you're doing, then that's all that matters. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and jump in. Um, I'm going to start by talking about the Counseling Center. So did you always know that you wanted to have a career in counseling? No, (laughs) definitely not. Um, I think that probably halfway through college is when I realized that um, I was going to school to be a physical therapist. And I just kind of started to realize when it was time to shadow people like, maybe this isn't really what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and right around that time, they were opening up the Biblical Counseling Center at Living Hope. And so that kind of got me thinking about counseling for the first time. Yeah. What was it that drew you to counseling, and did you always know you'd do biblical counseling? So ever since I started thinking about counseling, I figured I would do biblical counseling because that's just kind of how I got into the whole field to begin with. Um, Like I said, Living Hope was opening their counseling center. This was back in probably 2016 or 15. Um, And I was working in the middle school ministry at Living Hope at the time. And the middle school minister, Ryan Meredith, stepped aside from serving the middle school ministry to go to the counseling center. and my dear friend and now supervisor, Brandy Moore, 
was also switching from student ministry to the counseling center. So all these people I knew really well and respected were starting to go towards biblical counseling, and I'd never even heard of that. So I started to ask questions. I was like, what is that? Sounds pretty interesting. And they had a training here at Living Hope um, that people could come to to learn what biblical counseling is um, from like Stuart Scott and other really experienced biblical counselors. And so I went to that. It was like three different weekends, one fall. And I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like I was made to do this. I remember feeling that way at all of the trainings. So I told Brandy that, I told Bill Wade that, and um, they were both involved in the counseling center. And so through that, I eventually got a job there. And so there was never really any question once I found out what biblical counseling was, of if I was going to do that or something else, I knew it was going to be the yeah. biblical route. And how old were you at this time? Mm, I think I was 21 okay. when I, yeah, when I went through the training. Yeah. What were some fears that you faced when going into this job, and how did God guide your steps along the way? Yeah, so I was only 21. So I was like, I have no life experience. Like, I'm just now about to graduate college. And um, I just felt like people wouldn't really respect me or would be like, who is this little girl trying to tell me what to do? Mm -hmm. Because I look even younger than I am. <laughs> so that was the fear I had. And then um, what if I don't know enough about the Bible? Like, what if I don't know the right things to tell them? And... God really helped me um, and used some of the older and wiser people in the counseling center to help me through that as well. Just Bill was actually one of the people that um, reminded me of the Galatians 1.10 verse that I shared earlier, um, that I'm here to please God. And it doesn't matter what these other people think of me as long as what I'm doing is pleasing to God. So that was something that helped me as I started um, yeah, and just having their encouragement and remembering that God was the one that placed me in that position. So regardless of how young I am, that he would use me. There's a verse that um, is in the Bible. It's Paul talking to Timothy. I can't remember where it is, but it says, Don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth, but set an example for them. Um I think it's in speech and faith and love and purity, something like that, some of those yeah. words. Um, and that's one that I remember as well when I start to worry that people won't respect me because of how young I am or look. Yeah. <laughs> so this question kind of goes hand in hand with that. So what's been your biggest struggle while following this career path? Yeah, so I think there's two things with that. One is like really wanting the people that I counsel to like me or think that like my counsel is good when it's not about that. It's mm -hmm. about helping them and glorifying God through the counsel that I give. Um, so again, the Galatians 1.10 verse really kind of helped me with that, just having the right perspective and um, focusing on pleasing God and what I do. And then... Um, Another thing is that sometimes you can 
pour your whole heart and soul into trying to help somebody, but they don't take the steps that they need to take to help themselves. Mm. And that can be really hard as a counselor um, to kind of put blame on yourself. Um, the enemy tries to to sneak in and put little lies in your head. Like if you were better at this, then they would be doing better. Like um, they would want to come back. They wouldn't still need counseling, like all these different things. But that's just a lie because God's the one that speaks through me in counseling. It's not about what I have to say. And so um, sometimes people just aren't, they think they're in the place to get help or they want to be in the place to get help, but they're not really ready to put in that work yet. So. Yeah. I'm sure there are days that your job can take a toll on you. So how do you keep yourself from getting down in those times? Yeah, it. It is hard. Like, there are some people I know that um, aren't able to do counseling or continue in that field because they just take the burdens home with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I've found is helpful to me, and I do this in my normal life too, when something's really burdensome to me um, or weighs heavy on my heart, I just take it to the Lord in prayer because there's nothing that I can do to make their situation better, make my situation better, except to pray. Mm -hmm. And God's the one that can work through that. So that's what I've found is helpful to me if I'm really struggling with um, carrying a burden for somebody. Yeah. What's been the most rewarding part of your job in the counseling center? The whole thing, really. Um, Because I just get to see God at work right in front of me all the time. Um, I've seen people accept Christ for the first time in counseling as their Savior. I've seen people um, come from a place of complete brokenness to experiencing the healing and the freedom that God can give. And, you know, when when God's working in my life, sometimes I don't see it right away because I'm just so caught up in everything that's gone on around me. But when He's working in the life of somebody right in front of me, right across from me, it's so much easier to see. Like, you can't miss it. Yeah. So I'm going to switch gears, and we're going to talk about the Pregnancy Center now. So tell us a little bit about what the Center for Pregnancy does. Yeah. So the Center for Pregnancy is there just to pretty much help um, women and families in our community in any way that we can. Um We offer free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds. We have a boutique that has all kinds of baby items that you would need from the time you find out you're pregnant until your child turns two years old. We have um, different videos and classes that they can take to learn about um, what's going on in their pregnancy and how to be good or better parents to their children. So... And it's just really partnering with them and um, helping them learn how to raise up their children to know and love the Lord and hopefully, you know, helping them grow closer to the Lord in the process as well. Yeah. So how did you get involved with the Pregnancy Center and have you been involved since it opened? Yes. So I've actually been involved since before it opened 
because uh, the counseling center and the pregnancy center were going to go hand in hand, and the same people were going to be kind of in charge of both centers. And since I was working at the counseling center, um, when they started to think about opening a pregnancy center, um, I was one of the people that got to go around to different centers in Kentucky and one in Florida and visit and kind of figure out what we were going to do. We based some things off of people that already were working and doing the work of a pregnancy center. Um, So, yeah, I've been involved since that, one of the earliest stages, and then I've been on staff there ever since they opened. So what does your job consist of? I tell Elliot all the time that I feel like I just run around all day like a crazy person um, because I'm in charge of pretty much training the volunteers and shepherding and leading them and then making all the decisions about how the center functions, um, any changes we're going to make, any new curriculum we're going to add. So it pretty much all funnels through me, and then sometimes I – meet with the clients as well um, and do some of that work. Um, And then if volunteers are not there, I end up doing what they would normally do. So I don't know. It's just kind of a crazy life. I just kind of run around, and sometimes I meet people in the community to make connections, just lots of different things. So what fears did you face when going into this position at the pregnancy center? Oh, so many. Um, Kind of the same thing as the counseling center. You know, I was, I still am young. um, And so I was young when I started working at the pregnancy center and kind of had the fear that, like, no volunteers are going to listen to me or respect me because I'm younger than all of them. Like, who am I to be in charge of a pregnancy center when I've never been pregnant and never raised a child? Like, what am I going to tell these people? I don't know anything. I've learned so much from working there that I never would have known. <laughs> so I had a lot of fears and insecurities before starting. Yeah. So did you ever in a million years expect that God would place you in a position like this where you're able to help pregnant women and make them feel loved and encouraged? No. (laughs) I didn't even know. It's kind of the same as biblical counseling. I didn't really even know that places like this existed until a few years ago. So I never would have dreamed that this is where I would be, but I'm thankful that it is. Yes, for sure. How have you seen God move through this center over the couple of years that it's been open? So we've seen God completely change lives in a lot of ways. Again, we've seen people um, come to saving faith in Christ for the first time. Um, We've seen people who were considering aborting their babies, um, and they have ended up choosing life for their children, and now they're parenting their babies and we get to um, watch the babies grow up and we get to join with them in teaching them how to to raise these children to know the Lord. Um, We've seen people receive counseling through the pregnancy center and just we're seeing people break the cycle too of like they maybe had parents that um, 
were alcoholics or addicted to drugs or were abusive and now because they're getting good education while they're pregnant or when their children are young you know they're not continuing that cycle and raising their children in that kind of home so it's cool so this one also kind of goes hand in hand what is the most rewarding part of your job I think um, the same thing that I said for the Counseling Center, just seeing God at work and changing lives every day. Um, you know, I could cry right now just thinking of some of the the people that I know that I've seen their lives totally changed as a result of the work that God has done through the centers and just even being able to be a small part of that is such a blessing. Yeah. What are some of your favorite memories from working in the pregnancy center? I do love seeing the ultrasounds. That's probably my favorite thing ever, getting to see um, little baby's heartbeat for the first time or doing gender reveals and getting to tell people the gender of their baby. That's those are the fun parts. But like the really, really awesome parts are, um, like I said, the people that were choosing abortion or thinking about choosing abortion that have ended up choosing life and just getting to follow up with them. And, like, we had one girl that wasn't from here. She was from a different country. Um, And she said that she had decided to choose life, but I never saw her again, never saw any pictures of her baby on Facebook. So I finally reached out to her. This is back in December like how are you like did you end up having your baby and she sent me pictures of them together it was so sweet it's the best that's awesome yeah so I want to talk about what being chosen by God looks like um not everybody is called to ministry but everyone is chosen by God why do you think you were chosen for this career and position by God I honestly ask myself that every day (laughs) Yeah. Um, we have prayer time every morning in the pregnancy center, and so many times I just pray, um, God, I don't understand why you chose us to be here, but I'm thankful that you did. Um, so I don't think it was any any merits of my own that that made me chosen by God for this position. I think, if anything, um, it was the fact that somebody that has no knowledge <laughs> and no experience and is just very young um, is being used by God in this position. Like, that brings him more glory because, you know, looking at me, you're like, there's there's not a whole lot that she has to offer to this center, <laughs> but he still uses me. So I think about that with the disciples like the, and Paul. They weren't chosen because they were super educated or good at speaking. Like he was given more glory. God was given more glory through them because they were some of the least of these. And that's how I feel in the position I'm in. Yeah. What would you say to someone who doesn't feel like they're important enough to be chosen by God? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I would say um, God doesn't choose us based on what we offer him. He chooses us just based on his 
unconditional love of his children, and um, he can and does use anybody um, to accomplish his will. You know, I'm proof of that just by what I was just saying. And one verse that I think about a lot, it's not a verse, it's a passage. Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, I've used that a lot in counseling because it talks a lot about who we are in Christ. So it talks about how we're blessed, we're chosen. God sees us as holy and blameless because of the blood of His Son. Um, We're redeemed, forgiven. Uh, I could go on and on, but I'll just let y'all read it for yourselves. (laughs) But that's a really good passage that has always helped me um, to remember. It's not about what I have to offer, but because of God's grace, you know, He has chosen me, um, so I am valued by Him, and I am important to Him. How can we share the good news of being chosen by God with non-believers? Good question. Um, I think just sharing your story, like the fact that I'm, I'm here talking to you about how I've been chosen by God and how much of a blessing that is and really making it about God instead of about us, you know, and people are prideful and pointing to, you know, I did this and I did that. That doesn't give God any glory. But when you are honest with them and say, like, I don't know why I'm able to do these things. Like, I don't know why I'm in this job or why I'm so blessed in the family I'm in or with the husband that I have. But God has chosen me and has blessed me because of his great love for me you know you're giving God the glory for those things so using your own story I think is a big way to share with others yeah that's awesome what's the biggest need right now for the pregnancy center oh we always have a lot of needs (laughs) um we can use volunteers and who are willing to donate their time but another big need is Um, the bigger sizes of diapers and wipes. So we get a lot of clothes and other bigger items that people donate as their kids grow out of them. But people that have kids, like, they need the diapers for their kids. So we need people who can commit to donating um, diapers and wipes to us regularly so that we can continue to provide those for our clients. So how can people get involved and volunteer? Yeah, so um, they can go to our website, centersforhope.org, and there's a place on there where they can volunteer. Um, They can stop by the Pregnancy Center and fill out a volunteer application, or they can email me. Um, We also have, like, a prayer list that people can join if they want to, and I send it out whenever we have urgent prayer needs um, so they can contact me again um, at my email address savannah.pratt at centersforhope.org perfect (laughs) and how can they stay in touch and see updates so that would be the way to contact me and let me know that they um, want to be included on those prayer lists or newsletters or they can follow our social medias so on um, facebook We are the Center for Pregnancy, where there's a page for the Centers for Hope. And then same on Instagram. All right. 
And I did want to share a verse. This is Deuteronomy 14.2. And this is kind of what I have based the podcast around. um, But I just felt like it really fit into our conversation today. It says, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the people who are on the face of the earth. So thank you, Savannah, for joining me today. I'm very blessed to call you my friend and to be known and loved by you. You rock. Thanks for having me.